Happy Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I have a couple announcements. We, we've uh, made a few mistakes. <laughs> First of all, hymn 305 is hymn 302, unless you want to sing the Spanish version because that's what it is. So you feel free to sing in Spanish if you know how. Unfortunately, most of us up here do not. And also, the lighting of the Paschal candle, which you see an insert, will be right after the Gloria Pottery before the children's moments. And I'll ask the acolyte at that time to come up. And we'll follow along in the insert. One reminder, the trustees are asked to go to the office after the service very quickly. And then I do apologize that my allergies are acting up, but I think it's turning into a full-blown cold. And so I apologize, and I hope that my nasal voice will not disrupt your celebration of Easter today. Let us begin our worship together.
together. Almighty God, through your only Son, you overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. Grant that we who celebrate our Lord's resurrection by the renewing of your Spirit arise from the death of sin to the life of righteousness through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. standing for the lighting of the Paschal candle. And if our acolyte would come forward and if you would pull the insert out of your bulletin. Grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, on this most holy morning in which Jesus Christ passed over from death to life, we gather as the church to watch and pray. This is the Passover of Christ in which we share in Christ's victory over death. Let us pray together. God of life, through Jesus Christ, you have bestowed upon the world the light of life sanctify this paschal candle and grant that our hearts and minds may also be kindled with holy desire to shine forth with the brightness of christ rising that we may attain to the feast of everlasting light through jesus christ our lord amen okay. the light of christ rises in glory overcoming the darkness of sin and death christ is our light Amen. You may be seated and our children can come forward at this time. Well, good morning. Happy Easter to you. Thank you very much. Happy Easter. Very good. As you look around this church, right around here, do you see anything today that makes today a special Sunday? Look and see if there's anything new that we don't usually have. What do you see? 
the cross. What is that cross filled with? Flowers. Did any of you put the flowers in there? You did? Good. Do you see anything else up here that reminds you of Easter? Lilies. The Easter lilies. Exactly right. Now, we've said some things in church. Did you see the purple cloth on the cross over here? All of these things remind us of Easter. You started going in stores several weeks ago and seeing lots of things that would tell you that Easter was coming. What are some of the things you saw? And I want you to tell me. Say it out loud. Easter bunnies. Um, uh, I, um, um, I'll skip me. Easter baskets. Easter baskets, all sorts of colored plastic eggs and that grass of different colors. Cadbury eggs. Oh, Cadbury eggs, yeah, just all kinds of candies. Um, have you ever wondered why um, we use... Yeah. Have you ever wondered why we use the egg to represent Easter? You know, you go on Easter egg hunts. Have you been on one this year? Shake your heads this way or this way. Tell them. Have you been on egg hunt? Are you going to one today, maybe? Okay. Um, the Easter bunny came. Easter bunny came. Very good. Kids are giving eggs to put down the, um, to get the get. Yeah, that's right. Okay, do you know why we use the egg to represent Easter? Well, let me see if I can help explain that. Have you ever noticed that when a mother hen sits on her eggs for a while or a mother bird sits on her eggs, that egg will crack? What happens after that egg cracks? You know what happens when an egg cracks. What happened? The chick comes out of the egg. That's right. A chick comes out. Either a little bitty or a, or a little bird will come out. It will be a new life. No, not a chocolate one out of the egg. No, this will be a real one. But a new, a new bird or a new little chicken, and um, that's a new life. And that's why we use the egg to represent Easter because it means new life. Long ago on Easter Sunday, when the followers of Jesus went to the tomb to find Jesus, an angel was there and said, Jesus is not here. The tomb is empty. The grave is empty because Jesus has risen from the dead. He has new life. Now, if I show you this egg... and I open it, what's in there? Nothing. And that's exactly the way the tomb looked, the grave where Jesus had been buried. There was nothing there. And so new life had risen from that grave. The little chick was born, the little bird was born, and it left just an empty shell. And Jesus was born anew. He had new life. Do you know why he rose from the dead? So that we could have new life in him. After we have our prayer, I'm going to give each of you an egg. And it's going to have a little bit of candy in it. But when the candy is gone, I want you to think about what the empty egg 
reminds us of. Now, egg, when it's, you know, a hen's eggs or a bird's eggs, when it's all full, what does it remind you of when it cracks open? Why do we use an egg to represent Easter? Say it, John. New life. New life, that's exactly right. And when it's empty, what does it remind you of? Do you remember, Noah? Who remembers what the empty eggshell? If it's empty, what else do we know was empty on Easter Sunday a long time? The tomb of Jesus was empty, that's right. So I want you to bow your heads and pray after me, and then um, we'll get your egg, okay? Bow your heads, please. Okay, you ready? Dear Lord, thank you for the empty grave. Thank you that Christ is risen, and thank you for Easter Sunday. Amen. Our first scripture lesson is on page 1789 in Pew Bibles. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
bow our heads. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Almighty and wondrous God, on this day of new beginnings, we offer our songs to proclaim your victory over death. And all that you have done is marvelous in our eyes. And so we offer our praise to your holy and powerful name. Receive our joyful thanksgiving, which we offer to you and bless it as a declaration of your worthiness to be worshipped. Death is seen as our enemy, and we know that death was brought into the world because of our sin. Yet, as you overcame death in the resurrection of Jesus from the grave, so too will you overcome our sinful ways. You have punished us, but have not given us over to our adversary. In your gracious love, you have offered your Son in our place, and by his death we are spared. And just as you have spared us from the death of Adam, so also make us alive in Christ that we may serve you this day with joy. Your message of redemption is given to all the world. Send us to preach to the people in every place that death is conquered and Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Enter into the tombs of our lives and empty them out. Touch them by your grace. Everyone who suffers affliction of the body, raise them up. Visit the people whose minds are in disarray and bring them a clear perception of the world which you have redeemed. Walk with those who travel the road of death from this life and carry them over the threshold into the eternal life won for us. Proclaim joy to those who mourn and be present to those who are alone. For this truly is the day which you have made, and we rejoice in it and are glad to be yours. Receive what we ask and grant it in your mercy. For the sake of him who is the first victorious one, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us when we're together to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We United Methodists believe that giving is an act of worship. So let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
remain standing for the reading of the gospel. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. And when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Oh God, may we always hear what you would have us to hear. May your Holy Spirit always give us joy. And may we always remember that we're Easter people and that joy is what it's all about. We pray in your name. Amen. Well, welcome to Easter Sunday. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. You know, we, this is uh, what I like to call the empty tomb club. Yeah, every year we come at, uh, uh, at this time and we get our membership renewed. We get it renewed in the Empty Tomb Club. We know exactly what we're going to be told, but we want to hear it again. And it always brings a smile to our face when we think about that Jesus overcame the grave and set us free from sin and death. And you know, the thing is that we should always be joyous, not just at Easter. There's a lot of references to being joyful in the Scripture. A Psalm 2.4 says, The one, God, whose throne is in heaven, laughs. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine. John 16.33 records Jesus as saying, Be of good cheer, I have overcome the, the world. My friends, the empty tomb is the source of all your joy. As you heard in the first scripture reading in Corinthians, there is the record of the resurrection appearance by Jesus to over 500 people at one time. Now I asked you, how do you think those 500 plus people would have reacted to this appearance by Jesus? This one who's crucified and buried and alive again. Do you think that they would have applauded politely? Good show, good show. Do you think they would have done that? You know, most of us are English descent one way or the other, and I think we keep the reserve British. But no, I can't believe that that day that's what happened. I believe that day there would have been cheering, 
People would have been shouting. People would have been hooping and hollering, as they say, up in my neck of the woods where I came from. They, they would be going, look, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. Jesus is alive. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Can you not imagine how they must have felt that morning when they saw this? That days, the next few days, the next several days, when Jesus made appearances all over the place, he shows up a whole bunch. People, for some reason, think that on Easter morning he takes off back to heaven, but it's not true. The scriptures has, have all kind of accounts of what we call the Easter season of when Jesus is uh, with us. In fact, the, one of the things that we do is we keep the colors white until Jesus goes back to heaven on what's called Ascension Sunday. So wherever you are, watch the colors and you see and wait, wait, as they stay white and stay white and stay white, you'll know that that's all the time and it's really an amazing amount of time that Jesus walked around, cooked breakfast for the disciples and, and, and met them where they were, behind locked doors and other things, on the way to Emmaus. There's so many accounts of our, our risen Lord. Easter is the morning, I believe, when the Lord laughed out loud. <clears throat> The Lord laughed at all the evil things that want to snuff out our joy. All the things that pretend to be powerful, like despair and discouragement. Jesus laughed at all them, and Jesus laughed at that great pretender death. Jesus sweeps them all away with his wonderful resurrection laugh. <clears throat> How many of you ever seen that picture of Jesus where he's laughing? If you haven't seen it in a while, come by my office and I have a copy of it. It's a wonderful thing to think about Jesus laughing. You know, friends, you are part of a great adventure. <coughs> Recapture the joyful celebration of being Easter people. Learn to laugh with Jesus in the face of the devil's attempts to sow doubt, <coughs> depression, disillusionment, darkness, and despair. You are Easter people. <coughs> Excuse me. It's the devil at work. <laughs> I'm amazed that I've got this much voice where I preached once this morning. There's a wonderful ministry that I run across called Clowns for Christ. At the opening of every show, they say this prayer. Listen to it. Lord, as I stumble through this life, help me to create more laughter than tears, dispense more happiness than gloom. Spread more cheer than despair. Never let me become so indifferent that I fail to see the wonder in the eyes of a child or the twinkle in the eyes of the aged. Never let me forget that I'm called to cheer people up, make them happy, and so forget for a moment all the unpleasant things in their lives. And Lord, when my days are done, may I hear you whisper when you made my people smile, you made me smile. End of quote. My friends, the world needs to smile again. They need to hear God's laughter. They need to be filled with Easter joy. And you're the ones that can bring it to them. You're the ones who can say Happy Easter. And when they say, well, what's Easter and what's happy about it, you can tell them. <coughs> Recently, I went to have a, a, a test uh, scheduled and the person scheduling the test, I said, I can't, have the, I can't do the test that day. That's Holy Thursday, Maundy Thursday. 
And the person said, what? What is that? He did not know what Holy Thursday was. I said, Holy Week, Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday. They did not have a clue. <clears throat> Friends, there are plenty of people out there that needs to hear you say Happy Easter and then explain it to them. You know, in the, in the Bible, the word laugh appears in the Bible the first time in Genesis, the book of Genesis, the first book. It appears in chapter 17 when God informs the 100-year-old Abraham and his 90-year-old wife Sarah that they'll give birth to a son. Both Abraham and Sarah laughed <laughs> at this news. But, so God told Abraham, he said, okay, you laugh, but when that baby comes, name him Isaac. In Hebrew, Isaac means God's laugh. And so after she gave birth to Isaac, Sarah exclaimed, as recorded in Genesis 21:56, God has given me cause to laugh, and all them who hear of it will laugh with me. My friends, God has given us reason to laugh joyously. God's laugh is more powerful than any tears. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. On the eve of his crucifixion, Jesus tells his disciples, as recorded in John 15, 11, he says, I'm telling you this stuff so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be full. Think about that. Knowing that he's about to go to the cross, Christ talks about your joy, your joy. The great Protestant theologian and reformer Martin Luther is quoted as saying, if you're not allowed to laugh in heaven, I don't want to go there. The great Southern comedian and theologian, Jerry Clower, and you know if you remember Jerry Clower, some of you may not have got to be as old as I am. He said, I am convinced that there's only one place where there's no laughter, and that's hell. He says, praise God, I've made arrangements to miss hell. I won't be anywhere that there ain't no laughter. I agree with him. I don't want to be anywhere where there's not any laughter. Easter is about joy and laughter. It's about victory and overcoming. It's about fellowship with your family and with the body of Christ. One day some people asked Jesus, they said, what's the kingdom of God like? Do you know what he answered? It's recorded in Matthew 22. 22. The kingdom of God, he said, is like a wedding reception. Now how many of you have been to a wedding reception? <coughs> I know more of you than that have. How many have been to a wedding reception? Okay. All right. Have you ever been to a wedding reception where they sit around, they frown, they don't talk, they're not excited? Have you ever been to one like that? No. A wedding reception is a big party. It's a big party. And that's what Jesus said the kingdom of God is like. When the prodigal son came home, the father said, let's have a party. Let's kill a calf, have a barbecue, and celebrate. You see... God took the funeral on Friday and he turned it into a celebration. And our happiness to be part of that celebration is really reenacted every Sunday, every time we worship. It's a preview of, of a celebration of joy that will last all of eternity. I believe the Lord's just getting started good. The Lord wants us to be joyful and happy people. Don't let the world stop you from saying Happy Easter. Somebody told me yesterday that 
they can't say Happy Easter anymore. I said, why? I said, well, it's not politically correct. I said, bologna and macaroni. That's the way a preacher would cuss us. Bologna and macaroni. <clears throat> I said, you say Happy Easter everywhere you go. I said, it's a free country, and you can say Happy Easter. Say it. Say it. Well, let me leave you with, a, with a wonderful, some wonderful words from a great revival preacher back in many, many years ago. His name was Charles Spurgeon. And actually, I had forgot about what a good person he was. Just one of our uh, attendees sent me an a, a email with some uh, words from him. And I forgot, yeah, you know, I used to look at and read him a lot. So I looked up and I found this. Uh, he used to say when he came to a revival, he would offer this prayer. Now you think about this, think about revivals. You've, some of you have been to revivals before. You wouldn't really think that this is the prayer that a preacher would preach, but uh, would pray, but listen to it. It's wonderful. He says, as he begins, he says, come and help us, Lord Jesus. And I think that's, you know, you know, people ask me all the time how to pray. I say, just start right there. Come and help me, Lord Jesus. I need help right now with my voice. You see, it's getting better. A vision your face will brighten us to feel your spirit touching us. It will make us vigorous. Oh, let us leap and walk as the one who had been born lame, who was touched by you. May we today dance with holy joy like David before the ark of God. May a holy joy take possession of every part of us, you know, every bit of our fiber. May a holy joy take possession of it. May we be glad in the Lord. May our mouth be filled with laughter. May our tongue be filled with singing. For you, Lord, have done a great thing for us. And so we are glad. My friends, you are Easter people. Christ is risen, just as you said. And the faithful witness of that was, has been passed down through the generations. You are witnesses of the resurrection through all those faithful people. So go out of this place and conquer the world. Say happy Easter and Christ is risen. Don't be afraid or ashamed. Go out and live the Lord's words. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now our song we're going to sing is there's an insert for the proper verses. So if you will pull that out.
now the blessings of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Almighty, Eternal, Triune God, one God, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh.